Hi, and welcome to the Mindful Shape Podcast. I'm Paula Parker, a life coach who is specializing in weight loss. So I know that so many of you listening already know so much about how to lose weight and the mechanics behind it. But even if you're not completely up to speed on the most recent research on what the science is telling us about how to release fat off our bodies, you probably can identify where you might be overeating, right? At the very least. So maybe you eat healthy all week and then on the weekends you have a tendency to overeat or have a few more drinks than you'd like, than is conducive for weight loss. Or maybe for you it's after dinner snacking and you know that if you cut out that ice cream, it would make a difference, right? Or it just might be as simple as meal planning for the week so that you know that you have the healthy food that you want when you finish work at five and you're ravenous and you just don't want to go to the store. And so you just decide, I'm just going to order out, right? This happens all the time if we don't meal plan. (laughs) So we all know what we should be doing, but yet a lot of times we just aren't doing it. And nothing is more frustrating than knowing what to do and then letting yourself down constantly. So I really want to help you out on this one. If you came needing a little bit of motivation today, then you're in luck. So whether you need to cut yourself some slack and practice a little self-compassion or you need to practice a little tough love, this episode is going to be all about helping you start getting that momentum going. We're going to explore the real reasons why you're not doing what's needed toward being at your natural weight. And I promise you're not going to feel worse about yourself, okay? I'm going to talk also about some tangible strategies that you can start using now to get yourself a lot more motivated and maybe even enjoy the process of losing weight a little bit more too. So get out your notebooks. This is going to be a really practical episode. The first thing I want you to do is just either in your notebook or just thinking about it right now, name three things that you could do in this next week that would help you lose weight. So you may have more, you may have like, oh, I know 10 things I could be doing, but I want you to narrow it down to the top three that you think would make the most impact, right? Have the biggest difference. And maybe like that could be meal planning for the week or sticking to the number of exceptions you've planned. And by exceptions, I just mean foods that are going to really spike our insulin, like sugar and flour, alcohol, or deep fried foods. Um, And then it could also be maybe sticking to the number of meals that you have intended. So either two meals or three meals without snacking. So maybe those things will be the, make the biggest difference for you. Okay. So you identify those first, those three things first. And then the next thing I want you to do is write out all of the reasons you're not doing those things now. So get really, really clear here. You want to reflect on maybe the last month or so or the last few weeks and be really specific. When we are vague about this, like when we say things like, well, it's my mindset or I just have no willpower, there's no solution to that and we feel even more defeated than we did before. So the key is to be really specific. What are the thoughts that are creating the wrong mindset for losing weight, for example? You might be thinking, I've tried everything and I just can't stick to anything, or I don't want a life without ice cream, right? So what's the point? Why even try? When you get all of these thoughts out on paper and take a look, you really get to see how this type of negative thinking is causing you to feel so defeated. And you might be like, well, 
but they're so true. <laughs> I believe them. My truth is that I haven't been able to stick to anything. Or my truth is I do really love ice cream. <laughs> and as your friend, I'm going to be like, yeah, I know. Well, you know what? You look great. So don't even worry about it. Let's go get some Halo Top and watch the Love is Blind reunion. <laughs> you know, I have a bit of a weakness for the dating reality shows. But as your coach, I'm going to say, stop it. <laughs> I'm going to say, well, it's no wonder you can't believe in yourself and you don't believe in your plan if you're constantly reminding yourself of all the failed attempts at weight loss that you've had in the past, right? No wonder you're eating ice cream at night when you keep thinking that you can't imagine a life without it, right? And I'm not saying you need to have a life without ice cream. I'm just saying that it doesn't need to place, it doesn't need to have a huge importance in your life, right? It can be very small and a very minimal part of your life. So we need to get really clear with ourselves about how our thinking is making it more, not less challenging to release the weight. So it can feel good to do this, right? This can be an exercise of freedom and of power. Sometimes what I see is people saying, I'm my own worst enemy and I know it's me who's getting in the way and they're blaming themselves. That's not what I'm talking about here. It's not necessary or even useful to blame yourself for anything. What I'm talking about here is ownership over your results, not blame. So when you get really clear on what's happening, you can be like, oh, maybe it's not a great idea to be thinking I never stick to anything. <laughs> I was thinking this, that makes sense now that I wasn't able to stick to the latest plan right? Maybe I could think this instead, something else, something like, hmm, maybe this is different. Maybe I, I have something that's sustainable and get a different result. Now you can move forward without all of the drama. So when you take 100% responsibility for your results, you can clean it up so much faster. So of course you're having mind drama about the ice cream, right? You're believing the ice cream is so amazing that it has so much importance. Yeah, it tastes good, but like, so what? <laughs> Decide ahead of time how you want to incorporate it into your life so that you can still be in the body that you want. There are no rules on that. You get to determine what that looks like. You might actually want to be a bit more generous to yourself than you're being right now, especially if you're not following through. So like if you're eating ice cream every night, plan for every other night, right? Don't think that it has to be all or nothing. And you might be thinking, but I won't lose weight if I have ice cream every night. But let me offer that trying to go cold turkey is not working either. At least give it a try and just see what happens. So don't let your brain tell you that you don't know why you're not doing what you need to be doing. And it's a big mystery while you're overeating and not creating a plan that you can stick to. It's always what you're thinking about yourself, your body, and your plan. Always. And it's totally okay, right? This is what our brains do. It's totally normal. But you get to decide if it's serving you or not. You are always in control of this. It just requires you to do the work and recognize that this is happening and do some self-reflection. So now you have your list of all your reasons why you're not doing it. And I want to offer that... I want to take it to the next level in term, terms of the three main reasons you're not doing what you need to be doing to lose weight. And I think, I hope that this will offer you a new perspective on the reasons, right? So moving out of blame 
into something that actually be useful for you. So the first one is just that you simply have a human brain. Okay. So there's this concept called the motivational triad, and it just reminds us that our brains are motivated to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and to exert the least amount of energy required for the task. Right? So we know that your brain is already wired to get dopamine heads off of the ice cream, right? It's going to go for that, that easy pleasure. It's not going to go most readily for things that are harder, but that have a payoff as well, right? So it's like way easier to get home from the end of the day and just have ice cream to feel better than it is to get home from the end of the day and go for a run to feel better. Both things make you feel better, but they require definitely different level of activation energy. Okay. So the first thing is just knowing that this is how your brain is wired and nothing has gone wrong. You have a healthy functioning human brain that wants to have pleasure. (laughs) Okay. The second is this concept of that you have a past self, right? So there's your current self and then there's your past self and your past self understands about you and she knows the obstacles that you're going to be facing because these obstacles have been in your past, right? So these obstacles are the reasons why you haven't been able to lose the weight. Okay. So one of the main reasons you aren't doing what you need to be doing is you simply haven't asked your past self what these obstacles are. Okay. So remember she knows you and she knows what's coming for you, right? She knows that when you get home and you're stressed, the obstacle is, oh, there's no food in the house and there's nothing that you want to eat, right? So you order pizza or whatever. Okay, so I want you to make a list of all of your obstacles that are currently preventing you from taking the action that you want to take, okay? Rely on your past self. You know a lot about you. Okay, and then the third main reason that you're not doing the things that you want to be doing is that you haven't tapped into the wisdom of your future self. So if you have a past self, and your current self, I want you to imagine there's a future self, which I've talked a lot about before, who has already achieved your goal. Okay. So this is a version of you in the future who is living at that goal weight and has no food drama. She exists. (laughs) She's out there. So we want to tap into her brain when we get stuck. Okay. So she knows how you achieved your goal and we want to be in communication with her not in a woo-woo way, but just in a way of like accessing some knowledge that's outside of how you're thinking about things now. So what are the strategies that she has to overcome these obstacles? So that's another exercise. So first you just recognize you have a human brain. Nothing has gone wrong. Okay. So no blame. There's no, there's no room for blame. (laughs) Secondly is your past self knows what your obstacles are going to be. But if we haven't spent the time to really learn from our mistakes, then we won't be any further ahead. So write down every obstacle that you could imagine getting in your way of doing your three things that you want to do this next week. And then lastly, access your future self and ask her what strategies are there to overcoming these obstacles? And how can I simplify this? How can I make it super, super simple? So those are your three main reasons. Okay. So You go through all your obstacles and you come up with a strategy. Now, the big question is, okay, I have all my strategies. Now, how do I prevent these strategies from just going into my list of things that I'm not doing, (laughs) right? So this is really going to be 
what's in what's most valuable about this episode. Okay, so what I want to talk about here is what I call emotional sophistication. So I will tell you that this is something that I am definitely working on myself and I know I have a long way to go. Okay, but any strategy that you have will require emotional sophistication. And there are three parts to it. Okay, the first part is the ability to identify and be present for painful emotions. Okay, so I want you to think about what emotions and sensations are painful that you are currently unwilling to feel and are turning to food instead. So I'll give you some examples. So these are painful emotions that don't feel good. However, if you are willing to feel these emotions and process them, you will get what you want because learning how to process and feel these helps us take the action that we need to take to create results. Okay. So these are things like sadness, boredom, an over desire, which is just like a really, really intense craving or like an emotional desire for food, um, anxiety, guilt, dissatisfaction, inadequacy. So just not feeling like good enough. Like maybe you gave a work presentation and then afterwards you're like, oh, that kind of sucked <laughs> and you feel crappy and you're like, let's have pizza, <laughs> that kind of thing. And then the physical sensations that I'm really working on right now are, and being okay with are feeling tired, hunger definitely falls in that category, just feeling stressed or discomfort, right? A physical discomfort. So again, these are all healthy, but painful emotions and sensations that we just need to learn to feel. And oftentimes we just don't want to feel these or we're not skilled at feeling them. We start to feel them and then we think something is going wrong. And so to avoid them, we go to food. Okay. So you probably recognize this in yourself. If you want to overcome your obstacles, then I guarantee you're going to need to learn to identify and be present for these types of emotions. Okay. So the second part of emotional sophistication is the ability to identify and step out of indulgent emotions. So I'll give you an example of indulgent emotions. They are confusion, doubt, confusion can be just, I'm not too sure what to do. I don't know what to do. There's so many different plans out there. I don't know what to do. Doubt, doubting that it's working, doubt that you can do it, all of that. Worry, worry that it's not going to work. Worry that you're not going to be able to maintain your results. Overwhelm, self-pity, and even deprivation falls into this category of indulgent emotions. So we stay here. We stay in these indulgent emotions to avoid the painful emotions. And it stops us from taking the action that we need to take. So if you've ever thought I'm stuck and you're feeling like you're stuck, I like to offer that being stuck is not a thing. It just means that you are feeling probably one of these emotions, right? Confusion, doubt, worry, overwhelm, self-pity, or deprivation. And typically these emotions are caused by what I call thought errors. So for example, you can feel deprivation or self-pity when you have the thought, well, I should be able to eat how so-and-so eats. She's able to eat that and stay skinny. <laughs> I should be able to do, right? Or we're, we generate the feeling of um, deprivation when everyone else is having something and we're not having it. And we tell ourselves, I can't have it. That generates deprivation. When we switch that to, I don't want to, 
And here's why it just helps. Okay. And then lastly, and this is like level three, if you can get there, is the ability to generate pleasing emotions. So emotions that feel good. So these are feelings that help us take the action that we want to be taking. Okay. So examples are determination, motivation, power, feeling really powerful, having focus, desire, right? Desire for something that you want. Desire can feel really good. I want you to think about the last time that you purchased something, you had the desire for it and it feels really good. Then confidence, creativity, being resourceful and feeling proud. So these are all pleasing emotions that we can generate with our thinking. So you can start taking a look at what do I need to be thinking to generate that feeling. And when you know that that's possible, then it opens up a whole new world. So get really clear about the reasons that you're not taking action right now. Because when you do, it can feel really good, right? As I said, it's like, oh, I was thinking all of these things. So it totally makes sense that I was feeling terrible. What can I think instead? And it's not just like positive thinking, but it can be something that's just a little bit just generates a little bit of um, more determination or motivation than you were thinking previously. So for instance, you can take something like, I've never stuck to anything to, it's possible that I could find a sustainable way to eat and lose weight. Like it's possible, right? So maybe you're not feeling like amazing off of that thought, but it gets you to a place that's out of the cycle of negativity and into a place that opens up some feelings of maybe curiosity, creativity, resourcefulness, that sort of thing. Now you can move forward. So I want to share with you some homework that I have been doing to get a little bit more insight into what's going on emotionally. So I want you to do a thought download. So just write out all your thoughts about your day, about whatever's going on for you, and then take a look and pull out one or more thoughts and then identify the emotion that that thought is generating. And then you can classify it. Is it a painful emotion? Is it indulgent? Or is it pleasing? And that helps us take action with new awareness so we can see how our thoughts are generating the emotions that we're experiencing. All right. So my last point, when you are not doing the things that you feel that will make a big difference on your weight loss, it could be because you currently think that losing weight is miserable. So I recently, this is a topic that I did in my meetup group recently. And when I asked them if they thought losing weight was a miserable process, everyone raised their hand, (laughs) right? So I could probably assume that you feel the same, but why? Let's talk about that really briefly. So one is everyone in our society tells us that it sucks. It sucks to lose weight, right? So nobody starts a weight loss program the day before Christmas or the day before vacation. Why? Because they think it's going to be terrible. I'm going to feel terrible. There's going to be so much restriction and deprivation. Nobody, it's so you have that idea that it's going to be miserable. Secondly, you can be impatient about your result. So if you want your weight loss goal to happen yesterday, then there is no amount of weight loss that's going to be sufficient for you to feel good 
right? So I have talked about this before, but oftentimes clients will be losing weight, but they still have this underlying belief that it's not enough because they haven't reached their goal as if it's going to happen overnight, which of course it won't. Cultivating that patience will help, but if we're feeling impatient, yeah, it's going to feel miserable. The next, which I think I've alluded to before, is just choosing a really restrictive plan that doesn't work for your body. So you are the authority of your body. You know your body best. You know it more than me, right? Or anybody else. So I want you to be experimental. Try things for a given amount of time to see. Does are starches okay? Are fruits okay? Or is dairy okay? What feels good in your body? You the you are the authority on that, right? No one else can tell you. And you get to see. You just weigh yourself and see, is this working? If not, course correct. And then lastly, it feels miserable because we are creating so much deprivation with our thinking. So I talked about this before too, the I can't versus I don't want to. So just watch every time your brain says, I can't have that. I can't have that. It's like, yes, you can, right? Just remind yourself, yes, I can have that, but I don't want to because I really want my weight loss goal. Like I'm really focused on all of the upside of what losing weight is going to do for me and how I'm going to feel about myself and, and who I am showing up on this journey, right? And what that requires of me versus no, I can't have that because that's going to make me gain weight. So we're just up-leveling how you're thinking about things. So if we take it to the opposite extreme, I want you to think about, is it possible for weight loss to be enjoyable or even fun? What would need to be true to make that a 10 out of 10 for you? So just as an experiment, you can do some journaling on this. How could this also be true for you? How could it be more enjoyable? Well, for one, it feels really good to know that you're working towards a goal. You can just kind of rest on that, that you are working towards something and that's really admirable. And then secondly, it does feel good when you get into your clothes and they become looser, right? And our clothes are just more comfortable. That feels good. It also feels really good to eat healthy and not be really bloated, to not wake up the next day and just feel like you're still uncomfortable and your clothes are tight because you had nachos. I'm talking about this because we had nachos not too long ago. And I was reminded why they're not the best food for me because the next day I did not feel so great in my clothes, right? That's okay. It doesn't happen very often, but it feels much better to eat healthy. Okay. So the last thing I will say is that it feels really good to make a goal, even if it's just for the day that you're going to stick to your protocol. And when you put your head on the pillow at night to know that you accomplished that, to know that you planned, that you followed through with your plan and that you're one day closer to your goal and you can feel really proud. So weight loss doesn't have to be all about deprivation. It can be about a challenge that actually you are stepping up into and that you are taking on by choice. I had, um, again, somebody last night in the meetup group said, I have to lose weight. And that's just not true. Even if you are very overweight, I would say even if your doctor tells you you need to lose weight, There are a lot of people in bigger bodies who live a very long time and are very healthy. And there are a lot of people who are in small bodies who have a lot of health problems, right? So just question, is that thought of I have to lose weight, 
is it serving you? Or is it just kicking up a ton of resistance that actually is just making it more miserable? So just question that. How does it feel to think, I don't have to do this, but I want to do it? What does that change for you? Okay, that's what I have for you this week. If you have any questions, please send me an email. You can go through my website. It's mindfulshape.com or you can find me on Instagram at mindful underscore shape. And I'll talk to you next time. Okay, bye.